Welcome to another message from Citizen Heights. We are located in the nation's capital, where our heart is to inspire hope, remove limitations, and help you experience God's possible for your life. Join Pastors Michael and Heather Giroux in their passion to help you live your best life. We hope you enjoy today's encouraging and uplifting message. Hey, welcome to church. Michael and Heather here. And ready or not, the weather is changing. Here we are in October and it's cooling off. I know. I can't believe it. I love it. I love the autumn. I love the leaves. I love the cooler air, like you said. And most of all, I love our fall semester of citizen groups that we just got started. I'm enjoying my groups so much. You know, church, we need each other. That's right. We all need to be connected in community. So I hope that you've joined a group. Yeah, join a group. And it's our mission today. Heather and I, we're going to get you ready for an absolutely incredible time together in God's presence here in God's house uh, directly into your house so that's right so here is your official welcome to church yeah welcome (laughs) you know we love you so much and I'm so ready for some much-needed worship this morning Uh, teaching we're gonna have some teaching from the Bible and some conversations within the chat I hope that you'll engage and enjoy some community time together today yeah definitely I'm, I'm on board I'm all about community I'm all about our citizen groups Heather and I have got our coffee That's right. here it is here it is and uh, we're getting recharged and we're getting dialed in and you can do the same but before we do anything I want to thank you citizen Heights for making church part of your day part of your week part of your routine it's so important isn't it That's right absolutely I know some of us are building some possibly building some not so great habits and patterns right now uh, this year in this in this season, especially when it comes to this unique time of attending church and having the dedicated time of rest and refocus and recharging and renewing spiritually. I saw a quote this week that said that you can either choose to focus on your wellness or be forced to focus on your illness. Wow, that is really good. Yeah, and, and I, as I thought about it, I thought, man, your church family isn't just a part of your wellness. It's 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 your community connection to mm-hmm. Jesus, and it's the heart of God for mission and vision and yeah. restoration for all of us. So that's something so real, right. so valuable, so critical. And as your pastors, we want you to be strong in the Lord. We want you to be strong in the power of his might. So thank you for making good habits and and keeping good patterns in this season and staying engaged in church. That is so good. Well, let's do it. Let's get ready right now. Take a moment, get your Bible out, get your notebook ready, get your Citizen Heights app opened up, get tuned in and ready to go because we're about to get started. Yeah, let's get ready. Text someone, share the link, get involved because when there's two or more gathered, God is there. God is going to show up. God is going to show out. God is going to show off. And today has the potential for being a turnaround moment for all of our lives, for your life, for your family. So true. And while you get ready, we should take just a quick minute to talk about next, uh, last week and what's going on at Citizen Heights right now. Definitely. We got to do that. That's right. Big, big thanks. As you recall, last Sunday was Miracle Offering Sunday, where we were believing God for a miracle moment for your life and for our church. We had miracle declarations over your health, over your finances, over your marriage, over your relationships, over your business. I hope you stayed until the very end because those were really, really powerful. Yeah, that's right. At the end, we did those declarations and we had also last week, we had a miracle offering for what we hope will become our new Dulles campus. That's right. And so we had so much fun as we brought you with us and uh, we, we broadcast on location from what we hope will become the future home of Citizen Heights, Dulles Campus. I think that's what we're gonna call it, Dulles Campus. And we've, we've been talking about the miracle story of how God opened doors and has been moving mountains and we shared, we still have a few more mountains and a few more miracles to go. So we, yeah, we we tried to get you up to speed, showed you a little bit of the building. Yeah, so we opened our home of our own fund last weekend with a needed goal of $500,000. We should just tell them right now, right? Yeah, we should tell. We won't bury the headline or make you wait for a report (laughs) later. Together, all of us together on one Sunday, we raised a little over 20% of what we needed on the very first Sunday. So on the very first Sunday, we're over 20% there. So we're off to a great start. We've got three more Sundays uh, to rally. And so I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged because first, 
Uh, we know that many people were still praying and considering and trying to figure out exactly, you know, getting things in line to give. That takes some preparation. So the good news is we have three more Sundays to close the gap. Um, but I'm also encouraged because as we tallied our, our participation as a church, we've only had about 13 or 14 percent of the church respond, yet we've already reached over 20 percent of our goal. So that's an awesome sign that we can do this as we all get together. That's so cool. And it's a chance now for the other 87% of us to jump in and yep. get involved. Definitely. So, and I've had a few exciting. people text me and say, we were waiting until week two. We wanted to see how much the need is. So mm -hmm. I'd say this, the need is considerable. Don't wait, go all in, lean in, join up, join in, you know, engage in the vision. We've been using uh, an engage graphic. Maybe mm -hmm. they can put that up for us right now so we can all see the different levels of generosity it will take to make this happen. That's right, but you don't have to wait till a special moment in the meeting. Just click give and designate to home of our own. Anytime today, anytime this week, or within the next three weeks. Right, yeah. It's so, so exciting. So standing there last week in, this, in that place, I just knew God was going to touch so many lives. I had just amazing visions of what it's going to be like in the days and weeks ahead. It was one of those moments, you know, where you could just take a snapshot in time and just remember it. it I, I agree. I felt that too. That you take a snapshot in years from now yeah. when there's thousands of lives impacted and a church thriving and all the life that God's house brings to yeah. the community around it. We're going to look back and remember these small days of great faith that all got kicked off last week over these next three weeks. So thank you for engaging in the vision. Thank you for sowing in faith. That's right. So today is a continuation of Miracle Sunday and a continuation of joining a citizen group and our Love Your Neighbor series and our Love Your Neighbor challenge. Yeah. So we're going to... So it's going to be a great day. So we're continuing. We're going to worship here in a moment. We're going to pray. We're going to give. We're going to hear a teaching from the Bible. We're going to hear more vision and it's going to be awesome. You can put in a prayer request, get a live prayer with the pastor at any point throughout this experience. Use the tools and links that we have for children's ministry. Our Citizen Kids team is amazing. They're doing such a good job right. keeping our kids so well connected. Yeah, I love it. It's, so let's go ahead. Let's welcome one another in the chat. Let's press into God as we worship. Let's give. Let's pray together. Let's not just watch church. Let's be the church and continue to contend to see God's possible come to pass. Welcome to church. Let's get ready to worship with this brand new song. Come on, let's go. We sing that praise. Let praise be a weapon that silences the enemy. Let praise be a weapon that conquers all anxiety. Let it rise, let praise arise. We sing, we sing your name in the dark and it changes everything. We sing with all we are, we claim your victory. Let it rise, let praise arise. Oh, we'll see you break down. Cannot survive 
singing that song and the lyrics then sings my soul how great God's love is and I, I like that idea my soul is singing sometimes your soul needs to find a new song not the song of doubt not the song of discouragement not the song of fear you know David even talked about that in Psalm 42 and in chapter 43 as well he said why are you so downcast oh my soul he's talking to his soul and then he says, he says, put your trust in God. Sometimes you have to talk to your soul. Sometimes you have to let your, your soul sing. You have to find the melody of God's promises that are yes and amen. You have to begin to find the rhythm of God's mercy that's new every morning. You begin to release faith into your atmosphere as you worship and sing again the choruses of God's faithfulness, even when we're unfaithful. That's right. Come on, we find hope and we take comfort in 2 Timothy 2.13. And Paul reminds us that if even if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful. God remains faithful for he cannot deny who he is. That's who God is. God is faithful. God is watching over his word, over his promises in your life. And you can take that to the bank. God is faithful and God is going to be faithful. God is going to be faithful in every area of your life. So today, we speak healing to your body. We speak restoration in your marriage. We speak salvation over your family and your friends. We speak peace over your thoughts, over your mind, over your mental health. We speak life to your job and for your businesses to increase. And for you specifically, we declare restoration. We declare a recovery of all that's been lost. God is watching over his word to perfect everything that concerns your life. So we're not asking today for some slow progression to restoration. We're declaring an explosion of supernatural multiplication in your life because God is faithful. Come on, amen. Amen. That's good. Amen. Do you believe that? I hope so. 
Let's go ahead right now and prepare our tithes and our offerings. For the last few weeks, Michael and I have been sharing this incredible opportunity that God has presented to us. We did our best last week to dive in uh, and give you a sneak peek of yeah. Poland Road. We're so excited and what we hope will uh, become our new Dulles campus. That's right, and there's so much to get excited about. We'll show you today a video walkthrough just in a few moments as, as part of our church news. And honestly, I can't wait for each of you to see it in person. This is what being a mission-minded church is all about. These exciting, visionary moments where we're really on the edge of God right. opening these doors, moving mountains, and doing a miracle in our midst. That's right. So as we all engage and go all in and make this dream a reality, if you're gonna, uh, if you're gonna giving today toward the Dulles campus, we ask that you just designate it home of our own. Right. You can see this on the screen. Uh, the avenues and details for giving. Thank you again for your faithfulness and your commitment to give, church. As we said early, earlier, we've seen God do several incredible miracles. Right. And there's a few more left to go, but we know that he's going to do it. He can do it. And, and one of those miracles is raising $500,000 in finances to bridge the gap to make this a reality. We reached 20%, as we That's already good. shared with you, on the very first Sunday. And I know uh, over 85% of us have yet to give. So that means we can do this. And so if you need something to stretch your faith, check out the Engage chart. If you haven't looked at it yet, we'll probably show it to you right now. It shows practically how the goal can be achieved through our home of our own offering. And I want to encourage all of us to stretch our faith, to give at the biggest level that we can. That's right. What we like to say is just pray and obey, be right. obedient to God. We know that God holds the times and season and that he holds our every need in his hands. That's right. And as we each take care of God's house, we will watch in wonder as he takes care of each of our houses too. Yeah, we've had the adventure and the excitement to live on the edge of that message. Mm -hmm. And we've watched God time and time again be faithful. We know all. Uh, this is not just about buying a building, right? Mm -hmm. You know that, I know that. Right. We all know that. This isn't about buying a building. This is about emptying hell. Mm -hmm. This is about filling heaven. This is about filling God's house to overflow with people who need to know that Jesus is everything they've been looking for and everything that they need. You've had plenty of time to prepare your gifts, so let's go ahead. Let's give now in faith, and as we do, let's go ahead and check out Citizen Heights News and take a quick tour of our new campus. Home of Our Own is an annual campaign that enables the expansion of Citizen Heights into new neighborhoods, communities, and cities within the Washington metro area. Our Home of Our Own campaign is all about us believing, giving, and sacrificing together for God's next steps of destiny as the Citizen Heights Church family continues to walk in Jesus' mandate as we go into all the world. In 2020, Home of Our Own is positioning Citizen Heights for the purchase of a new Virginia campus in the Dulles Corridor or Northern Virginia. This 12,000 square foot building, located at 25350 Poland Road, has 6.58 acres of land that allows more room for growth and expansion. With great visibility from the street, and easy access from several major roadways, this campus allows for guests and families from Dulles, Fairfax, and even Loudoun County to make Citizen Heights their new church home. The entry and supporting offices spaces are beautiful and were designed to bring in vast amounts of natural light. The high ceilings set a grand entrance and create a welcoming space. The auditorium is beautifully lit, with cathedral ceilings and an abundance of windows. In this space, we envision worship experiences that lift Jesus' name high, while lifting hearts and minds with the teaching of the Bible, declarations of God's promises, and the binding together of hearts and community. Modern bathrooms are centrally located, and there's even a kitchen for helping host our many growth track meals and special events. The daycare wing not only provides a great way to serve the needs of our neighbors with a Monday through Friday 100-child daycare, but will also be an epicenter for Citizen Kids Ministries, reaching young lives and families with the message of the gospel. The dedicated children's classrooms, common areas, and outdoor play areas will be a safe, clean, and beautiful backdrop as children learn about Jesus in age-specific programs 
and enjoy playtime in our very own playground with shaded seating areas and climbing structure, including a model of Noah's Ark. The acres of land will be put to good use, especially by our Citizen Youth Middle School and High School Ministry. We envision basketball hoops near the outdoor sports fields to host events and gathering, and with ample parking and a separate parking lot entrance and exit to Poland Road, arriving and leaving during in-between multiple Sunday experiences will be fast and easy. The Poland Road site offers so many opportunities to reach people and provide a place for now, but with the space to expand for what God has next. Thank you, Citizen Heights, for giving generously and sacrificially to make a room for others. Together, let's engage, let's pray, let's prepare, and let's give in obedience to what God has called each and every one of us to do. And together, we will watch as God takes our obedience and does the miraculous. Every one of us able to say, I was part of this miracle moment. The New Virginia campus means to us lives being changed and families coming together. And growing and building great friendships. Engage every single one of us. I'm excited about our New Virginia campus because of the opportunity we'll have to reach more people. A home of our own, a building of our own means more chances to connect with more people. Let's engage every one of us. We are so excited. A New Virginia campus means a home of our own and so many more people being saved. And you know, the Bible talks about when people are planted in God's house, their lives are going to flourish. I'm so excited about that. So engage every single one of us. We're excited about this brand new Dulles location because we know that this is going to be a place where people are going to come and get saved, people are going to get baptized, and people are going to get married all at this location. So what do we need from you? We need you to engage everything one of us. We're excited about the Virginia campus because it expands the reach of the church to more of Northern Virginia. We planted our family here and we're excited for God's plans here. Engage every single one of us. much for joining us today as we continue our Love Thy Neighbor series. I'm super excited and thankful to be here to be able to have the opportunity to talk to you from the Bible. So let's go ahead and dive right in. We're going to um, open our Bibles this morning to 1 Peter chapter 4, beginning in verse 7. And I'm going to be reading to you um, from the message version. So feel free to follow along on your device if you don't have that version on paper with you. But that's where we're going to be starting. Before I get started, though, I do want to just say how much I love you and how much I miss you. I'm so excited too today because I have this some amazing friends with me here behind me. It's it's my <laughs> that's right. It's my first opportunity to be able to preach to you with a fun group of people um, with me here at the church. So I'm excited about that. But I just wanted to say, you know, where, whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, wherever you're at right now, I just want to not only tell you that we love you and we're praying for you and that we know that God in the midst of this season is working, that his plans are not on hold for your life, that his purpose and his will is sure. But, you know, some of us are processing really tough things. And I just want to encourage you to stay connected and to reach out and to fill out a prayer request. And if, it, if you need that to be confidential, or you'd like a pastor to maybe contact you or, or reach out to you, please let us know. We are here for you in this time, and we want to support you in every way that we can. So I'm sending big love and big hugs through the screen right now and just want to encourage you not to feel the isolation that you're in, not to allow the isolation, rather, that you're in, 
to uh, take over this moment in your life. We don't have to be defined by the season that we're in, but rather reach out and allow us as a community to give you the strength that you need in this time. Don't we all need each other? Amen. So just want to encourage you with that. Well, let's get started in 1 Peter 4, uh, verse 7 through 10, message version. It goes like this. Since we are approaching the end of all things, be intentional, purposeful, and self-controlled so that you can be given to prayer. Above all, constantly echo God's intense love for one another, for love will be a canopy over a multitude of sins. Be compassionate to foreigners without complaining. Every believer has received grace gifts. So use them to serve one another as faithful stewards of the many colored tapestry of God's grace. This is a powerful passage that Peter is writing to the early church to encourage them in a time of persecution. The church is undergoing tons of persecution in the time that he wrote this letter and he's encouraging them because they're being socially ostracized there's divisions inside the church there's divisions outside the church and paul or excuse me peter is encouraging the church to continue in this journey and walk of love and so as we continue our our series today on love thy neighbor i want to unpack four different points that we find so clearly in scripture so that it's going to encourage us it's going to help us all on our journey are you ready yes. awesome first thing i want to say is one we love others well when we are connected to Jesus. He begins this passage of scripture in verse seven by saying, be intentional, be purposeful, and self-controlled so that you can be given to prayer. I don't know about you, but I find in my own life that relationships, the biggest challenge of relationships, whether it's work, family, friends, romantic, any of it, the biggest challenge that we have in relationships is communication. Communication is how we stay connected. It's how we feel heard. It's how we feel understood. It's how we feel seen. It's how we stay on the same page. So the biggest challenge is relationships. And so many of you know that Michael and I just celebrated a big anniversary this uh, about a month ago. Yep, 25 years. And even after 25 years, you know, we've got a lot of those bugs worked out, but we still have to, in our own relationship, be purposeful, be intentional, and use self-control so that we can stay on point with one another. I know I feel when our communication is off or when I feel like we've missed each other, I feel like everything is upside down and inside out in my life and it just is missing something. You know, it's the same way in our relationship with God. How can we possibly love others well if we're not connected to him? Because it's from him that we receive the ability to love others supernaturally the way he has loved us, amen? You know, there's, there's always this um, tension, I feel like, in our prayer life, in our own walk with God, where the spirit is willing, but often the flesh is weak, right? Yeah. Setting aside that time and using our personal discipline to set aside time to be in prayer with God. But I want to challenge you today to even allow yourself to have a paradigm shift. Prayer is not an event necessarily, although it's great to set aside time to pray, but it is an attitude in your spirit. It is a constant thing that takes place between you and your God. Just like your loved one or your partner or your friend you would send a quick text to in the middle of the day, do you know that you can be um, constant in prayer? In fact, the Bible encourages us to pray without ceasing. How is that possible, right? We have families, we have work, we have lives that we live. How can we pray without ceasing? It's an attitude of the heart, being connected to my Savior, being intentional, being purposeful, and just asking God, God, what do you have for me right now in this moment on my lunch break? Or starting your day with a word of gratitude. Father, thank you for the blessings that you've put in my life. Staying connected to him. See what happens when we're connected to God? He pours his love into us. He pours his peace into us. And it's from here that we can love others well. Amen. First John 4, 8 says that he who does, who does not love does not know God for God is love. So again, that powerful communication, prayer connection that we have with Jesus is the thing that empowers us to love others well, which 
brings me to my next point, and that is we love others well when we lead with love. What kind of love? Not human love, not the kind that we can somehow cultivate on our best day, on our own, from human effort, but when we love with God's love. We just talked about how in connection with Jesus, we receive that love, and that's how we can give it away. So I want to build a little bit on that. Verse 8 of our text today says, Above all, constantly echo God's intense love for one another, for love will be a canopy over a multitude of sin. In another translation, it says, love covers a multitude of sin. You know, the closer you get to people, the more connected you are in community, the more intimate your relationships become, the more aware we are of each other's differences, of our weaknesses, of our disagreements, the more we need the supernatural love to love each other well. The love that covers, the love that does not expose, but rather the agape love of God. This is the highest form of love that can only come from God to you in order to be passed along to the world around you. Agape love is selfless, it's sacrificial, and it's unconditional. Imagine a church filled with the agape love of God. 1 Corinthians 13, four through seven, describes this love as Love that never gives up. Love that cares more for others than for self. Love that doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love that doesn't strut. Love that doesn't have a swelled head. That doesn't force itself on others. That isn't always me first. Love that doesn't fly off the handle. That doesn't keep score of the, of the sins of others. That doesn't revel when others grovel. Love that takes pleasure in the flowering or the coming forth of the truth, that puts up with anything. Love that trusts God always. Love that always looks for the best, that never looks back, that keeps going to the end. That's the kind of love that we wanna be loving others with, and that's the kind of love we receive from God. Paul goes on to write in his next letter after 1 Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians, because we just read out of 1 Corinthians 13, this beautiful description of love. Paul goes on in 2 Corinthians to encourage us that Christ's love compels us or drives us to be ministers for Christ. In fact, he tells us that the, the ministry of every single believer is to be that of reconciliation. Reconciliation of mankind to God. And the roadway, the tool, the toolbox that you need to have is simple. It's simply God's love. Paul says that God's love compels us to the ministry of reconciliation, that through us and the love that we show to our neighbor, to the world, to those around us, the love that we show will literally has the supernatural power of reconciling people to God. You almost don't even have to say the name of Jesus. You can simply live a life that's leading with love by taking care of the people around you, by loving them in a selfless way. You know, it's God's divine intention to reveal himself to the world around you through you. And it's through that supernatural love that we really see change happening. I don't know. I think it's sad because often when you, if you were just to grab strangers off the street, I think that the reputation of the church would be probably something a lot more like condemnation, judgment, even shame and guilt. But you know what? That's not who we are, Citizen Heights. We are filled with the supernatural agape love of God that we receive freely from our Father so we can freely give it away. You know, um, which brings me to my next point, and that is from verse 9. Verse 9 of our text today in 1 Peter says, Be compassionate to foreigners or strangers without complaining. This is a little bit interesting because um, maybe you're thinking, well, this really does fall under the idea of, of love, right? Being moved with compassion. The idea of being moved with compassion. So I just want to say I love the fact that Peter pulls this point out and reiterates it, especially as it pertains to a stranger or a foreigner. A foreigner or a stranger is anyone who is unknown to you, unfamiliar to you, doesn't look like you, doesn't act like you, doesn't think like you, has differing opinions than you, maybe a different background, maybe a different culture. God is calling us to be compassionate to the stranger in our lives, the person that we meet along the way. 
throughout this series, we've kind of defined who our neighbor is, and, and definitely a stranger or a foreigner or someone who is unknown to us falls within this category. It's interesting to me that as human beings, we have such a tendency, don't we, to stay within our comfort zone, where we can extend that grace and that love you know, to, to people who maybe we're familiar with or comfortable with, but can I encourage you to step outside of your comfort zone, to trust the love that you've received from Jesus, to be supernatural and powerful, to bridge the gap between you and that person who maybe you don't know. An illustration, uh, as illustrated in the story of the Good Samaritan, my neighbor, as defined by that story, is what? Anyone who needs my help, right? Anyone who needs my help. Let me tell you what the definition of compassion is according to Webster's Dictionary. It's sympathetic consciousness of others. So a compassionate person is an others-minded person. It's, it's, it's a consciousness of their distress, but it doesn't just stop there. It says together with a desire to alleviate it. You know, Jesus modeled a life of compassion. He was moved, the Bible says, with compassion when he saw the crowd. And believe me, he was fully man and fully God. He felt this overwhelming emotion and compelling nature of compassion, yet he was fully God. He was fully aware of the people in the crowd that was following him. He didn't have a crowd of people who loved him and praised him only. There were critics in the crowd. There were cynics in the crowd. You know, there were haters in that crowd. But in the midst of all of it, Jesus led a life of compassion. He was actually moved with compassion. So let me read this out of Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 through 38. It says, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to the disciples, because he too even was overwhelmed. I don't know if sometimes you, you look around the world around us and you just feel overwhelmed. Jesus said this, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into this harvest. This passage is powerful because it shows us a few things. It shows us Jesus working very hard, going around every city, every sickness, every person that lined up to be prayed. This is before modern medicine. There were no hospitals. This is Jesus coming into a town and literally meeting every single need of every single person. And at the end of a very long day, seeing a crowd and being moved with compassion to continue on. Compassion moves us into action. I don't know about you, but there's days where I feel tired. I feel spent. I feel like I have worked full-time from home and distance learned fifth grade and helped with SATs and filling out college applications and done everything I can. And I'm tired at the end of a long day. But compassion moves me beyond my own emotion or feeling of tiredness or being spent. And it moves me to action and it causes me to to take action like Jesus did Jesus was human and I have to believe that he was tired at the end of some long days that he was worn out in fact we know that there's moments in scripture where the the disciples are literally saying to him Jesus you haven't slept you haven't eaten in days and he would look at them and say my food and my bread is to do the will of the father who sent me I pray that in this time that we will be moved with compassion to the point where it sustains us. Amen. That as we move into action, those actions strengthen us in our souls, in our spirits, that they are life and breath to our bodies. Amen? Amen. Compassion equals love in action. Lastly today, I want to encourage you that we love others well when we are generous with our gifts. We close this portion of scripture in our text today in verse 10, where it says, Every believer has received grace gifts, so use them to serve one another as faithful stewards of the many-colored tapestry of God's grace. Amen. What are your gifts? What are your talents? 
Do you know that, that you are part of God's tapestry? That if you're not using and stewarding and being generous with the gifts that he's put in your life, that God's tapestry is incomplete. You're part of the, the body of Christ. You're part of the church. You're part of the family of God. And, and we're not going to be all that we are called to be until you're functioning in the gifts that God's given you. Your job as a believer, our our job as a believer is to be a faithful steward of the gifts that God has given us. And they're to be taken care of, stewarded. That means that they grow over time. Yeah. And also that they're to be shared. Right. And, and, and lastly, I just want to point out on this is that the Bible says that these gifts that have been given to you, they're from God for the purpose of his glory, Amen. not my glory, his glory. Right. Right. I wish that I had the gift of, of song. I wish I had the talent of singing. Uh, as you know, I have four boys, and, and, and when Easton was little, I remember when he was three, three or four, I would um, always sing, I sang all my boys to sleep. You know, that was about the, the, the measure of my singing ministry, um, singing my children to sleep. But I remember when Easton was three or four, and he looked up to me, and he just looked into my eyes with so much love, and he just said, Mommy, you could be on American Idol. And I said, son, thank you. Finally, someone has seen my true gift, right? <laughs> if only. You know, it's so funny how it's so easy to focus on the gifts that we don't have oftentimes or compare ourselves to our left and our right and be like, gosh, why can't I do that? Why don't I have that talent or ability? Gosh, I wish I had this or that. And you know, that's okay, but you know what I've learned after living quite a few years now? I've learned that instead of trying to strengthen my weaknesses, it's more effective for me to really feed my strengths. Use the gifts and the abilities that God has already placed inside of me, steward them well, and then share them generously. Because here's the thing, even wishing that you had other gifts is a very self-focused way to approach life, isn't it? Yeah, it's not right. an others-mindedness that like God is calling us to. It's very self-focused and it doesn't have it's not full of gratitude. It really lacks gratitude. But as I'm just begin to understand how loved and how fully accepted I am in Christ, how he has given me these grace gifts so that I can grow them and propagate them and use them to be a blessing to those around me. You know, maybe you're good with money and you're going to help a lot of people get that area of their life uh, in control, right? Maybe you're a, a wonderful writer and you're going to help people who have lost their jobs during COVID write their resume and create a beautiful cover letter so that they can get a new job even better than the one they had before. You can add your faith with your gifts. Maybe you're good at teaching. Maybe you're going to teach young people to cook or teach people. And in the, in the process of using your gifts, you're going to be a blessing to others. Maybe you're great at technology, which in this Zoom age, I'm going to say, is, is definitely a gift. It's a blessing. I'm so terrible at it. It's another thing, right under singing. I wish I was good at tech stuff. But there's two magic words my husband's always saying to me, user error. He always says to me, Heather, user error. Okay, I'm not good at that. It's okay to acknowledge what you're not good at, and then take the gifts that God has given you and steward them and be generous with them, right? The Bible is full of regular, ordinary people that change the world with whatever is in their hand. And if there's anything that we can take from the, the story of the Good Samaritan about loving our neighbor is that our neighbor is the person who's in need right in front of us. And the Good Samaritan did it so well when he simply used the donkey that he had and the cash in his pocket to meet the need in front of him. He went ahead and he met the need and we're still talking about him today. I believe that each one of us has something in our hand, something in our heart that we can propagate to be a blessing to the world around us. So before I pray for you, let me just close by recapping. Remember that we love others well when we are connected to Jesus, when we lead with his love, when we are compassionate, and when we are generous with our gifts. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads this today and let's pray as we close. I just want to pray for you. Father God, I thank you for 
every person who's tuning in this morning. God, I thank you for every person that's part of our community extended beyond the DMV region. Father, across the globe that's tuning in and listening in right now. Father, I thank you that you have a calling and a purpose for every life. God, that your heart is, it desires relationship with each and every one of your beloved children. Father, I pray that we would reach out and start there, Lord God, that we would press through every barrier and every mindset that blocks us from having a thriving relationship with you, Father, that you would strengthen our faith. Even as we've uh, looked into the word today, God, we know that faith comes from hearing your word, Lord God. So I pray today that our faith is growing, Lord God, that our, that our feeble knees are being strengthened in the spirit today, Lord God, that although we have weak moments, God, that our spirits are strong in you, Lord God. I pray, Father, for peace that passes understanding. Father, I pray that our church and our community in this time would be guarding their hearts because out of our hearts come every issue of life, Lord God. I pray a blessing, Father, on every family, every relationship, Father, every single person, every young person, every student, Father, every, every family who's working through distance learning and working from home, every marriage is strengthened in the name of Jesus. Jesus. God, I thank you that your church is strong, that we're rising in this time to be light to the world, to love our neighbors well, and in so doing, seeing our world transformed for your glory in Jesus' name. Before we leave today, I just want to invite anyone who is tuning in who doesn't have a personal relationship with Jesus to quickly bow your head and pray this prayer. You know, this is the best decision you'll ever make, the most important decision you'll ever make. And it doesn't end here, but it starts with simply opening your heart to Jesus. Would you bow your heads and repeat after me? Jesus, forgive my sins. Jesus, forgive my sins. Make me new. Make me new. I give you my past. I give you my present. I give you my future. I give you my future. I want to live for you. I want to live for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now let's take a moment and worship God together. Yeah. 
bound by who you are. My desire is to know you deeper, Lord. I will open up again, throw my fears into the wind. I'm desperate for a touch of heaven. If you made a decision to give your life to Jesus today, we want you to know how easy it is to take your next steps. Don't let what started today end today. First, go ahead and tell someone. We would love for you to click the connection card link at the top of your screen. We want to connect with you and be praying and celebrating with you. Second, we encourage you to get growing in God. The best way to do that is by reading the Bible, and you can read the Bible through our CH app. We've made it super easy for you to access. And finally, we just want you to know that now you're a part of God's family. God's got a place for you here at Citizen Heights, so get involved. Join a group and engage in our chat feature on CH Live. So church, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for spending your Sunday with us. Our pastors and hosts are still online right now and we're taking prayer requests. Don't forget to join a citizen group. Just click that link at the top of your screen in the app or on our website. We love you and we look forward to hearing the stories of God's love changing you, changing your neighbor, and changing our city. We'll see you next week.